Hello and welcome. You're listening to Dad's Gaming Corner, a podcast of conversations between dads and their kids about games, movies, and everything in between. I am your host, Michael Masick, and joining me who's minding what I'm saying, or mouthing what I'm saying rather, is my son, Jaden, the co-host of The Most. I am the co-host. I'm not sure what that last part meant, but I am the co-host. You know, when you do those things in the intro where you just start mouthing things, or you just out of the blue do something different, it throws me off base. I'm like, what are we doing here? Yeah, that's part of the reason I do it, because it's funny. This is Dad's Gaming Corner, episode 28, and we want to talk later on in the show, specifically tonight, about movies that... uh, Move. Yeah. Yeah. Movies that move. And I was saying, move what? Move you? Yeah. Move move, me? Move the watcher. Move the watcher. All or right. the audience, the watcher. No one says watcher. The yeah, audience. I don't know. The audience, the mm. viewer. The viewer, audience. Yeah, the either critic. way. critic. No, because critics are heartless. Well, some critics. No. Nope. Okay. Uh, this is, again, Dad's Gaming Corner for the week of Wednesday, July 15th, 2020. 2020. Yes, episode 28. Episode 26. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DadsGC as well as Facebook.com slash DadsGamingCorner. And as always, we would love to hear from you. Drop us a line at HeyDad at DadsGamingCorner.com. Send us your thoughts, questions, and even your own mom or dad story. Um, my mind blank, I was going to say. And if you're a critic, write it in as well. We'd no, love to hear from you. We would not. I would. No. How about we just stop the conversation and we go straight into the news? Perfect. Perfect. Uh, we only have three things we want to talk about tonight, news-wise, that's newsworthy. There's lots of good news out there, but uh, only uh, these three really jumped out at me. The first one is WW2K Battlegrounds that we spoke about, uh, I think it was about a, what, a month ago. ago. Yeah, about a month it's ago. Like that. Right. Uh, excuse me. Uh, it's very late. I'm tired. It's not that late. It's only It's like 9.30. Well, that's true. It's 9.30. I get sleepy. Um, we have an official launch date and Woo! price and information. So yeah, we when, do. when it first came out and 2K was talking about it, uh, there was we didn't know when it was coming out. They just said it, it, they made it appear or sound as though it was going to be coming out this year. Um, we all assumed, you know, Xbox, PS4. We didn't really know about Switch yet at that point. We were mm. really hoping because, uh, let's just be honest, uh, the... The the WWE 2K game on Switch is garbage, awful, trash, trash. Like I keep telling myself, if it goes on sale enough, I'm going to pick it up. The cheapest I've seen it, I think, is fifteen dollars, and not worth I 15. still refuse to spend fifteen dollars in the game. Like, let me pick it up for seven fifty. I think that's my price. I feel like that's that's fair. I think that's I think that's that's fair. Me thinks that's the price. That's the price. That I would pay for that game. Anyway, but it's been confirmed. It is coming up for PC, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, PS4, and Google Stadia. Didn't see that one coming. Wow. Yeah, Stadia's getting a game. If you if you if you own Stadia, I'd love to hear from you because everything I mean, I don't I don't own Google Stadia, so I can't speak to this. Just everything I've read, every YouTube, you know, personality that, that I follow, every reviewer I've read, Stadia was like <sighs> amazing future of gaming and then it kind of just disappeared and fell flat so again i don't want to say anything other than that because i don't have one but anyway but yeah yeah google stadia it's coming to you dude and it's coming on the 18th um of september of september thank you uh for 39.99 in fact september 18th that's alicia's, alicia's birthday. birthday that's my daughter's my oldest daughter that's her her birthday so september 18th yeah maybe we maybe uh, we can buy her the game i don't think she'd like it and she can play it when she's you know 
Nope. Okay. Anyway, it's being launched for $39.99. I am a little concerned about the price. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah, because NBA 2K Playgrounds... Or, 20 or, or 30? In, NBA 2K Playgrounds 2? Yes. NBA... 2K. They changed yeah. the name and then they... That's right. Okay. Uh, it launched for what? $29.99, I believe? Uh, it was that's $30? What I was thinking, yeah. Um, the fact that we've been burned... Okay, first of all, this game looks a lot like Playgrounds. A lot like Playgrounds. Right. 30 bucks. This one's coming out at 40 and it's coming on the heels of a game, for Switch owners at least, that was garbage. garbage. And even on the other version, like the Xbox One, PS4, even though it looked better, it still didn't look awesome. still didn't play awesome. Like, it was still just a okay-slash-mediocre yeah. game. Wow, mediocre. So I just, you know, I just feel like, you know, 40 bucks is a bit of a steep asking price. We'll see. They might change it. We'll see. But here's what it comes with. So the, uh, I just pulled this directly off of IGN. So this is courtesy of IGN. It says the over-the-top throwback wrestling game will feature over 70 playable wrestlers at launch, both superstars and legends. The executive producer, Steve O'Connor, told IGN that more wrestlers will be added as free updates after launch. There's also a superstar creator function to build your own character. Now, I will say this, and I was thinking about this earlier. I still think forty dollars is too much. Right. Um, but NBA Two K Playgrounds Two introduced microtransactions, where you could pay small amounts to open up, you know, packs faster and things like that of players and everything. Um, if they take all of that out of this game, and it's just a matter of playing to unlock characters, that'll be really cool. It still doesn't justify forty dollars in my mind. I'm, I, I, I'm, I don't care what the ratings are. I want to be even if it comes out like with all you know, like nine out of tens, eight out of tens. I'm going to wait for this to go and sell. I just, I'm, I'm not, yeah. not risking it. Um, but it'd be really cool if they do strip that out, and I would really appreciate that because that's one of the things that NBA Two Two K Playgrounds Two really suffered with compared to the original NBA Playgrounds was that they added these microtransactions in the beginning, but then they began to roll those back where you could actually unlock characters just by playing and things like that. It was an issue that plugged the game in the very beginning. So anyway, I'm curious if you know, y'all are interested out there in this game. Uh, it looks, I will say this, it looks amazing. The art style looks amazing. But I don't know. We'll just have to see. We'll have to find out. Because the other WWE games were trash. Yeah. So we'll just see. We'll find out. If any of y'all have it. Before we do, then, you know, let us know yeah, what you I like think to hear about it. because it might sway our decision. Okay. So in other news, uh, Lego is building us a Nintendo entertainment system. I am super stoked about this. Okay. So Lego, um, you know, you can get Lego for your kids or you can buy Lego for adults. And when I say adults, I'm saying like you could buy a Death Star that takes That's you. I was, I was thinking Millennium Falcon. Or Millennium Falcon. Either way. You know, that you, you prop up in your room somewhere and it just looks amazing. That's like $50 okay. billion. Dollars. And I meant to show you the video on this. There's been rumors uh, that there was a NES system coming from Lego, and then there was a leak, and right after the leak, you know, they came out and teased it, and then they came out and officially announced it. So Lego has officially announced that they are making a Lego Nintendo Entertainment System that is, that is a replica of the 1985 classic console that also includes a buildable 1980s retro TV that features an 8-bit Mario on a scrolling screen recreation of a Super Mario Brothers level. Okay, um, I didn't get a chance to show this to you before the show, so why don't you go and look it up right now so you can check it out. Um, here's what's so cool about this. Uh, there is so much detail, and, and let me just get the price out of the way right now. The price is $230. 230 US dollars. This is a steep, steep set, okay, as far as the price goes. Um, there's over 2,600 pieces for this uh, Lego NES system. It is being released August 1st of 2020, you know, this year. 
uh, here shortly, actually. Um, it also includes a controller with a connecting cable and plug, and even an opening slot for the Super Mario Brothers cartridge that has a locking feature to keep it in place in the Lego console. Okay, here's what's cool about this, okay? You're looking at images right now. I'll, I'll link this in the show notes, the actual video, the official Lego video, and you're, you build a TV. You build a 1980s, that's it right there. Yeah, you build this 1980s TV, okay? And then there's a little crank, a little handle on the side of the TV, and you can turn it, and it scrolls like this oh. paper looking like, you know, or, or plastic, whatever, huh. of the level, like you're playing, like Mario's jumping, like you're playing it. But there's so much detail. Like when you're looking at the TV right there, um, if you look on the back side of the TV, there are two RCA plugs like you would in the old days. You know, there's the old old um, RX cable that you would use, like mm-hmm. you know, the screw on for the antenna. Um, I mean, this is a complete throwback to the 80s. It's the, the amount of detail in this. This oh, is a Lego set. Oh, you put the games in? Well, a Lego game. Right. That's yes. A, yeah, right. This is one of those Legos that I would... I would build and I would oh. put it on display, like down here, like in yeah, the main room. In our... It looks amazing. Um, you've got this cord that connects, and so you're building yeah. a controller, you're building the console, you're building the game, you're building the TV. It looks so stinking good. Again, it has 2,600 pieces, uh, 2,600 plus pieces. Uh, it is coming out here in just a matter of a couple of weeks uh, for $230. So I can't justify spending $230 on Legos. This might be one of those things, though, to where, like, I want this bad enough. I might just have to set up a separate little fund where I'm putting, like, 20 bucks away here, $10 away here, you know, $15 away. And then when I have it, to go buy it. And then to take my time and build this and then set it up somewhere where kids can't touch it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it looks really cool. It's a lot cooler than I imagined it when you were just talking about it because when you're talking about it i was very very confused and mm-hmm. i thought it'd be really lame but right. it actually looks really cool so jay tell me if you've ever seen this so back in back when i was a kid we played you know nintendo and you saw a picture of the cartridge looks like and when the cartridge would stop working like it, like a lot of times you start the game and you would get like a gray screen or just a flashing screen because the, right. the terminals weren't making con- the terminals of the cartridge weren't connecting truly with the terminals inside the console itself so you take the cartridge out, and anybody you know my age who's played in Nintendo, you know what I'm about to go. But you know what I'm about to do with the cartridge. You take the cartridge, you look at it where the terminals are, and you go, and you'd blow in the cartridge, thinking that that was going to fix it. You know, decades later, they come out and tell us now that we were actually harming our cartridges by putting moisture spit. and spit into the thing. But we we think it'd work, and so. And then we put it into the console and then push it, you know, place it in and push it down and see if it would work. Well, what's, the reason I'm bringing that up is that, have you, have you ever seen that? Yes. W- like where? Like maybe on a movie or something or on TV? Um, or? I th- maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. All right. If, if you grew up playing Nintendo like me, though, you know what I'm talking about. I don't, strangely enough, I don't remember doing this as much with the SNES. It's like they fixed the whole cartridge-based system. And I never did it with my Nintendo 64 or my Game Boy. Or my Game Boy Advance, so or my Game Boy Color, or my Game Boy Pocket. It's just the NES. So you go, you blow it. So what's funny is um, on the video, on the video announcing this, they're building it out. You see a guy in the announcement video grab the cartridge and blow on it. <laughs> it I mean, the nostalgia factor alone. I'm curious how fast, and, I, and I'm curious not only how fast it will sell, but will it sell out quickly? Because I mean, it. Nintendo's been selling everything that, out quickly lately. When I saw that, it's just like. Oh, I was like, I, I want to blow on that. Give that they to me. They probably will. 
So cool. So anyway, that, that, that's exciting. Okay. And then one last piece of news, um, and this is courtesy of NintendoLife.com. Um, they, NintendoLife.com uh, brought out a, a, a what am I trying to say? A guide. Thank you. NintendoLife.com posted Thank a you. guide on where to pre-order the Joker and, he- and Hero Super Smash Brothers Amiibo. So we talked about it on the show several weeks ago with the latest update of Super Smash Brothers 8.0 that brought out uh, uh, Min Min and, and everything Woo-hoo. else and just crazy stuff. And I asked the question then, where are my Amiibos? Where are my, my, my you know, so there's an Amiibo for every main uh, 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 Smash fighter in the game. Right. But the DLC that came out in Wave 1 and the DLC that came out in Wave 2, there hasn't been a single word spoken about the Amiibo. That's pretty sad. And that frustrates me. You know, I have a... 99.9 percent actually i don't know what the actual math is but i have a an almost complete collection of amiibos i'm missing one amiibo corn player corn two. player two and i'm gonna say that every time i every chance mm-hmm. i get mm-hmm. for the listener out there that loves me enough that wants to you know you know buy me a corn player two amiibo um but that's all i need i'm just waiting on that one amiibo and so um when i when i'm playing smash and i'm playing with like you know hero or um, any of them, any of, any of the new ones out there, there, there's no amiibo. The only one that got an amiibo is the piranha plant, and yeah. he wasn't technically part of the DLC. He was like the pre-order bonus if you ordered it, and things like that. He's worthy though. He's the piranha. Plant. He's awesome. But they stopped, and I was like, "Where are my amiibos?" Well, the, the Nintendo finally, you know, when they announced Min Min, they also announced that we're getting, they're starting the amiibos for, I'm assuming, all of the DLC to come out, all the waves. And so, but but then, you know, the, the collector in me has been getting nervous of, like, where can I pre-order these? Well, Nintendo Life put up an article, and there's several stores right now that have added listings where you can pre-order both of these characters. Uh, both of them, both Hero and Joker, will, be, will launch first in Europe and Australia on September 25th, and then in North America on October the 2nd. Um, they will be updating the list to include Amazon, Target, and other popular online stores when they become available. As of right now, though... The only sites that I saw were um, GameStop, well, no, <laughs> Best Buy. Hold on, yes, were, yeah. were Best Buy, uh, Game, which is a, a European site, and then Play Asia. Um, Play Asia is a you know in in Asia, Asia, but it's uh, there's you do a lot of imports from from Play Asia. I've actually imported several Amiibos, um, um, from Play Asia as well as you know I think a game at one point something else I'm not sure, and um. And love it. So, so, so when I saw Best Buy though for the U.S., I instantly like went to both links and I, I, I pre-ordered them tonight actually. And it's it's so new on Best Buy's website that there's no picture. Oh, <laughs> it's wow. like literally the place that the page is a placeholder. I didn't even know if the, the pre-orders would go through, so I just kept going, kept going, kept going. So I finally was able to check out check out. So I got both Mebos well, on pre-order. There's no picture in there. It's blank. Um, but the name's in there, so <laughs> I should be good, right? Uh, I'm a little oh, yeah. nervous about it, so as soon as GameStop goes live, I'm, I'll probably pre-order from GameStop as well, just so I have a backup, right. and then I can either just sell them, give them away, or take two of them back or something. I don't now know. it's still just Corn Player 2. Why can we not find Corn Player 2? Well, I can find it. The problem is it's it's there are no remakes. On, there's no reprints on any of these Amiibos, and so they have the first run, maybe a second run, and that's it. Um, and so, I mean, I could pick it up right now on, on eBay. It's like a hundred bucks. Oh, in the world? Exactly. So I'm, I'm not I'm not doing that. Um, well, then how are we ever going to get Corn Player Well, two? here's what I'm secretly hoping. So Bayonetta received a re-release, a rerun. Right. And they and they brought them back out. And you right. can pick them up at Best Buy. 
Some other ones from Smash have received, you know, re-releases, and I haven't really seen a pattern of why. Bayonetta, I thought Bayonetta three is coming out, so they're trying to stir up, you know, you know, um, hype. Hype. Um, but then there's been a few others that have received reruns, and I don't know why they received reruns. So I'm holding out hope that they'll rerun Corn Player two. I say I have no idea why they would, but I'm waiting. Yeah, I don't know. I that's say, the only amiibo we need. We have every, I mean, we have the whole collection. We have everything. Yeah, it's just corn. No, you know what we should do? What? We should just get um like a little, you know those little army guy figures from like Toy Story? I'm listening. Get one of those. Okay. Uh, glue it to like a circle base like the amiibos are. Okay. And just okay. put a corn face on there. Wow. I don't think I've heard a worse idea. Don't be sad. Too late. Too late. Or hurt your feelings. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Hey, how about how about I do this? You know, your Apple Watch has been going slow. What if I go buy you a cheap little watch for like ten bucks at the dollar store, and then I'll 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 cut out an Apple sticker and put it on top of it, and I'll and I'll write a four. That way, you Will think it's Apple Watch Series face? four. <laughs> if you wanted to have a corn face, then well, you're okay happy. Then. All right. Well, with the news out of the way, let's talk about what we've been up to this week. So, uh, uh, Jay, won't you talk us first? Talk us. Talk to us first about what games you're playing. Well, um. Uh, I guess apparently it was this past week. I had no idea. I thought it was way longer ago, but apparently it was just this it's past called, week. It's called COVID time. Yeah. We, we are living in COVID time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this past week, um, you know, I, uh, we stayed with our aunt and uncle and grandparents for a few nights and um, their kids are really, really into Fortnite. So they got me to play a few games with them. And you haven't played in how long? A minute. It's been a minute. I don't know it's how long. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> You're living in COVID time. It's been what? Right. It's been a few months, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've played like a round. Like you piddled a little bit in this season. But yeah, nothing. You haven't hardcore played in a while. No. Um, so I've, I was playing that a little bit. Um, me and Caleb played a few duos yesterday, I think. Mm-hmm. We won like three in a row. Nice. So that was cool. Nice. Um, Yeah, I've been playing that a little bit. Borderlands a little bit, you know, still working my way through that. I got stuck on a mission because I couldn't find the door. Like, I could not find how to get to this place, and so I went back there yesterday because I just stopped playing because I got so bored and right. frustrated because I could not find this gosh darn Well, mission. you and I haven't had a t- chance to play together, which right? is driving me crazy, but So go ahead. then I go back yesterday. I'm like, okay, I'm going to find this. Mm-hmm. And there's a door right there. I had no idea, but so I found that, so I'm going to get back into Borderlands because I stopped for a while because I couldn't find anything. So I'm going to get back into that. Um, that's pretty much it. Animal Crossing a little bit, you know, so trying to keep up on the bugs and everything because there's like 21 of them or something like that. Right. So, you know, just... That's, that's pretty much it. Not a whole bunch. Just kind of chill. You just kind of chill? Okay. What, what, nothing else you've been playing? No, not that I can think of. Okay. No Animal Crossing? A little bit. A little bit? But Just trying to cl- finish your collection a little bit there? Just a tiny bit. Okay. Um, I've been playing um, a lot of Children of Morta. Um, we talked about it on the show. Mm-hmm. And I want to go ahead, and I'm trying to pull up a document here that I have for it. But um, really liking that game. Um, before before I get into that game, though, I will say I have been playing Animal Crossing. The update did did suck me back in a little bit. Okay, it got you. It got me. Um, I'm loving the swimming element. I was talking to someone actually about it today, telling them like, "Dude, you've got to check out this game. This game just is amazing." And um, he's he was like, "Yeah, I don't know. I'm just about the fishing." And I'm like, "Well, there's new fish. There's new fish. Yeah. And and not only that, you can go swim with the fishes. Mm-hmm. Just saying, it's really cool." And uh, um, I'm liking it, and I've caught 
everything bug-wise, fish-wise. I've done every, everything pretty much I can do in the day. The problem is by the time it's, it's you know, a lot of these new fish and bugs are after like 8 p.m., 9 p.m. A couple of them, a I couple of bugs tired. are after 11. Well, They're like I'm, 11 to 8 in the morning. I just, I've, I'm too, I know, I'm right. too tired I'm not trying to, to stay play. that late for bugs. Yeah, I'm too, I'm too tired to play. I'm a, so, I have to pick like one night. I'm going to have to pick one night where I just catch the bugs because I'm not going to, you know, like I'm not going to have to, you know, I'm not staying up for like multiple nights trying to catch bugs because I'm, I'm too sleepy for that. You're too sleepy for that. Right. Ain't nobody got time for that. Well, I'm really enjoying it. So, so, but now I'm stuck because I got to stay up late to play the rest of this and I'm yeah. just not sure if I really want to, um, I mean, I do, but I don't know. Time travel has never sounded more tempting before in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I and, and I have not time traveled in this game. I do not want to try time travel in this game. Um, excuse me. I've been talking to people about time travel saying, absolutely not. Don't do it. Um, but I'm really liking it. I'm, I, I mean, Really liking what? Um, have you been time traveling, Padre? No, I'm just saying I'm really liking the update, and it's just mm, okay, okay. I keep going back because even though I'm I'm done like catching most of what I can get underwater for the most part. I'm just the swimming, back and forth, back and forth. I'm just really enjoying it. I get bored. It's so slow. It is, but that's where we go into the backstroke. We talked about doing just going to the backstroke. There's no backstroke, Padre. I don't know. It feels <laughs> like there's a backstroke. Anywho, uh, moving on. Um, Children Mortal, like I said, and then uh, I've also been putting time back into Real Mist Masterpiece Edition, and so. Um, I've played enough of both of these games, and I and I want to go ahead and just give my thoughts and opinions on these games. So first of all, uh, Real Mist Masterpiece Edition. I'm not going to go down the timeline as far as what this game is, okay? Because Mist originally came out in the early 90s. It was a computer game. Um, I know a lot of people, including myself, this was our first, or for me, this was my first real game. I mean, I've played other games, but... Um, there was this quality about Mist, and there was a storytelling element about Mist, and then this problem solving in Mist. And I, I don't feel like I need to really go in depth about what Mist is because I think most people either know it or you've either played it. Or if you haven't played it, maybe you know somebody who did play it, and you at least know about it. But the short of it is, and I don't want to spoil anything. So the short of it is that you're this stranger that wakes up on this island, and you're you're just solving puzzles. The whole game, you're solving puzzles. Yeah, Jay, you would hate it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah, I know. You don't like these kind of games. Um, there's virtually no dialogue in the game. There's a little bit in the very beginning. There's a little bit later on in the first in the first age that you're in, and there's a little bit more in each age. But it's, there's almost no dialogue for the amount of uh, content there is in the game. It's just problem solving. Um, but back in the early 90s, you were seeing uh, these, these landscapes and the soundtrack that you just you didn't get in computer games back then it was just amazing it was just, it was just incredible it, it it definitely transcended anything that was on consoles back then it was just it was absolutely amazing um so then they made like a i don't know a masterpiece edition and then they made a real mist masterpiece edition so basically this is the quote-unquote gold standard for mist i mean they added 360 degree view everywhere made it colorful made it beautiful made it hd whatever whatever okay here's my issue um, you can pick it up on the Nintendo eShop right now for $19.99. Uh, we did receive a review copy of this game, so I want to get that disclaimer out there right now. Okay, so, I mean, th this game, we, we did get a code to review the game. All right, I love Myst. I love Myst. I would call it um, one of my, like, childhood, teenager, whatever, favorite games growing up. Um, I have replayed Myst multiple times, Um 
Windows 95. I mean, <laughs> way back then. I played this game so many times. Love Mist. I love Mist. I love Mist. I love Mist. Do you love Mist? I love Mist. Um, and then when they brought up the Real Mist Masterpiece Edition for PC, uh, I, 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 I want to say it was the early 2000s. Um, I mean, it was like, great. This is going to be beautiful. It looks awesome. But it was really clunky. Um, there were frame rate issues. There were all of these issues when they brought it to the PC, the Real Miss Masterpiece Edition, and I was like, "Okay, I love I love this game. It's this, it's still the same game that I love on PC, but there's some issues here, and like fix them. Okay, let's just fix them." So I haven't touched this game really um, in years. I mean, they brought it out to uh, for iOS for iPad, and I have it on iPad, but it was more of a nostalgia thing. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but I do remember liking it better than I did on PC. Um, but it was still, it was, it was fun. So when it came to Switch, I didn't know how it was going to feel. I was really looking forward to this game. I really wanted to like this game, but my, my review score on this game is a 6 out of 10. Um, Which is not great. No, it's not. It's good. It, it's good. It's, it's not, not great. It's not good, though. So here's my issue. At the heart of the game, it's missed. And I love it for what it is. But on the Switch, it's it in docked mode, it's almost unplayable. It's almost unplayable if you're trying to play it on TV. Because you're control here's why. Um, when you can here's what the game feels like. Okay, let me back up a little bit. And I'm trying not I'm trying not to hate on the game at all because I love the game. It's it's they did it's not made for Switch. It's not made for Switch. It the game feels like they took a PC game and they wrote code so it'd work on Switch and they just Port it over to Switch. When you load the menu, the menu takes up the whole screen, and it looks like uh, you know when you uh, play a game um, in high resolution, and then you change the resolution. There, all of a sudden, the menus and the fonts, everything gets super large, jumbo size in your, in your face. Right. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what the game looks like. You're playing the game, and when I go into the menu, menu, it's like we just downscaled the resolution, and the the font size is huge in your face. It doesn't fit on modern TVs today. Yeah. Like they should have went in there and fixed that and made it look good on an eight. I've got a 55 inch H, you know, 55 inch 4k television. Um, and it doesn't look great. And then the clunkiness, I'm playing the game and there's frame rate issues and I don't understand. So here's what I'm saying. I can move forward and it's fading and it looks good. I go to turn sometimes. And as I'm turning just to change my direction from North to West. Okay. It turns and then it stutters and there's frame rate issues. And I'm like, and I don't think, and here's my, here's my, I mean, I'm not, I don't know technically all the ins and outs on, on the game and switch. Okay. Here's what I do know. It's the same frame rate issues that I saw on the PC. So I had, I don't believe at all. This has anything to do with the limitation of switch hardware. It's I, in my opinion, it's bad code. They had bad code when they released this back on the PC in the early two thousands, they brought that same exact game over to switch and it's still bad code. I'm, Again, I'm I'm really trying hard to 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 describe frustrations in the game without hating on the game because I love Mist, but there's so much about this game where there's so many. I spent hours in this game on the Switch and and I kept running into things saying missed opportunity, missed opportunity, missed, missed opportunity, opportunity. <laughs> okay, missed. Haha, <laughs> missed is and they missed this opportunity. No T, miss, miss, missed. Missed? They missed this opportunity. No, miss it. No, I mean I'm trying to. <laughs> they missed this opportunity. It, so correct, correct. Yeah, they miss. So, for example, the frame rates. They missed an opportunity. They could have spent more time and and some of the shapes instead of them. 
you could tell this game came out of the 90s. Some of the shapes oh. are, it's like, like when they brought, when I was playing Turok on, on the Switch, and they released it on the Switch. You can tell that's a game straight out of the 90s. I'm okay with that, because it looks good, and, yeah. it, and it plays like a game out of the 90s. They, I don't know why they couldn't have put some more love into this game. The way I'm hearing And they could have rounded some of the corners off. Kind of reminds me of Ark a little bit. Okay, so let me say this real fast. It's not, it's not like that. It's not like they scaled it back for Switch because this is the same game that they released in the early 2000s for PC. Wow. So my question is, why couldn't they have rounded off some of those hard edges? Ark is pretty bad. Why couldn't Switch. they? No, I know. So the fact that you're saying this is worse? <sighs> Wow, Here, I'm sorry. Okay, you here's had the other to play thing. This. So it's in do- it's in docked mode. It's in docked mode. Um, for the life of me, I could never control. So in the ha- so in the game in Mist, um, instead of there being a cursor in real Mist Masterpiece Edition, it's a hand. So you see this hand. The hand looks ugly. <laughs> it looks ugly. Okay, now we are talking about art. It looks ugly, and I'm thinking, hey, art why? is beautiful. I'm like, why couldn't they? Put more into the hand so that even the hand looks good. At least give it some jewelry. You I, know, make I it had appealing. The, no, no, I'm just saying a fresh <laughs> coat of paint. Just, just up the graphics. I don't Who know. Paints their hand. Okay, you know oh, what I'm trying to say. Oh, you mean nail polish? Okay, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and so, but for the life of me, I could not control the hand for the analog stick. I couldn't. I couldn't control the hand to make the switches work. Like. I feel like I'm I'm moving around just fine, but on the first age, you ha- there's these switches that you've got to flip to get a panel to open. So I'm trying to flip these switches, and for the life of me, as I'm moving this stick around, I can't seem to. It's like the you know what a hitbox is? A hitbox? Yeah, like um. So when you're playing Smash Brothers and you right. go to punch them, um, there's a think about oh, there right, being okay, okay. a a actual box. I get written, what you're saying. Drawn around that character. There's a hitbox. Mm-hmm. Um, in in MMOs, WoW, things like that, there's, you know, bosses have hitboxes where you can be so close. And, the, right. and, the, and, the, and in those games, you want to be on the outside of the hitbox, just enough to where you can do a hit, but be far enough away where you can escape damage. Right. It's like the hitbox for these levers were, were, are, are so tiny, I, I, I couldn't get them. I kept moving past them. Early on in the game, uh, when you first actually get arrive on Mist. Uh, as you're on a dock and there's a ship to your right and there's a there's a door to your left. I know this game inside and out. I played this game so many times. <laughs> inside out. Hey, we're gonna get into that later. Anywho, I look at I go down and I look at this at this door. You go you open the door. You go down, um, and again the shadowing and the texturing with the shadows it, it just looks awful. But then you go down there and there's a button you can press, and this holographic thing happens and everything. I couldn't push the stupid button. I couldn't get my the hand. So I had the thought. I don't remember having nearly as much frustrations on my iPad. So what do I do? I undock the Switch. I do this with every game to pl- see how it plays, you know, both right. modes when we review a game. I'm playing in handheld mode. Um, so much easier with touch mode. But here's an issue. There's an option in there, and I can't remember exactly what it's called, but you can switch between do you want to use the analog sticks to move around or do you want to use touch to move around? You cannot, and I don't know why, you can't choose, I want to move around with analog sticks and have touch controls enabled at the same time. So here's what I found in the game. If I'm playing in handheld, it's easy to, it's TV, rather be docked or handheld, moving around in the game is fine. Using the analog stick, it's fine. But when you're interacting with things, 
using the sticks sucks and you want to use your you want to use touch <laughs> at that point i can i can touch that stupid button i'm looking at i can touch that button i'm getting too upset over this game let me calm down yeah i can touch the button i can touch the the levers and move them with my hand with my physical hand um but i can't with the sticks but here's the issue once i get ready to start walking around the island i've got to double tap the screen or pan to move and it doesn't feel natural on the switch I want to be able to move with the analog sticks and then use touch to interact. Right. But you can't. You have to pick one or the other. And then to constantly change it is a, t- is a time waster to change it pain, back and right? forth, back and forth. So it's, man, and I hate saying this. I was so hyped about this game coming to Switch. I was telling so many people that I know who grew up playing Myst and Riven and then the Myst sequels and everything else. Myst 3, one of my all-time favorite Myst games. Um, up to this point, I was, I'd been like, Bring me Miss 3 for Switch. I want it. After playing this, don't bring another Miss game to Switch. Just Dang. don't do it. I've said bring everything to Switch. I want to play everything on Switch. I don't want to play a Miss game on Switch. Dang. Um, and you're still giving it a 6? I'm giving it a 6 because I do think you can get used to the touch controls. I think this game is unplayable docked mode, in my opinion. In my opinion, this game is unplayable in docked mode, which makes me sad because it's a beautiful game that I want to play on my TV. But I think it's near impossible. It's just, they need to make those hit boxes. You know, we'll call them that. A little bit interactive boxes. They need to make them bigger. They just do. They need to fix the the frame rate when you're when you're turning handheld and dock. You see the frame rate issues in docked. It's not as noticeable because you're looking at this tiny screen. You know, the seven inch screen or whatever. Uh, on a fifty five inch TV, it's noticeable, and you're like, that's ugly. When you open the menu font on the TV. It looks it looks bad. Open up on this on the switch. It's fine, um, yeah. And so I make the hand a little. Prettier. I'll give it a six out of ten simply because it's missed. Well, no, because I, I, at first I gave this a seven because it was missed, and I said <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being honest with with a review on this. So I'm giving it a six. At the core, there's a great game, but this game is broken on, on, on switch. It's just it they it did not translate well over to console. Um, it's if you want a mobile version, go buy the iOS version. Yeah, save yourself some money. Go buy it on iOS that, and have it on the iPad. It sounds like that'd be your best bet. Absolutely, it's totally not worth it on Switch. And so it's it's nineteen ninety nine. The nostalgia factor, you may want to buy it, and I'm going to tell you, wait, just hold off, don't buy it. Uh, wait till it goes on sale. Ten bucks, sure, pick it up. Uh, even then, I'm going to tell you, you're going to have more fun with it on like an iPad or something, or just dust off your you know your old computer or. I'm, I, like I don't even know if this if this runs on current Windows. I mean, it, it should. I'm assuming it will or Mac systems. But I'm just very disappointed. Okay, so that that's Real Mist Masterpiece Edition. Um, man, I, I felt like I, I ranted on that game for too long. And so l- let me move on to the other game I've been pouring a lot of time into, and that's Children of Morta. This game I do want to talk about a little bit more because, as far as explaining it, because um, you may not have you know th- this is a game to me that I didn't know anything about. And then I happened to see an article about it and some gameplay footage. And I was like, this looks interesting. So I reached out to the developer. Again, they gave us a code for this game. So full disclosure, we received a code for this game. And um, I love this game. I stinking love this game. See, that's how you do it. I love this game. Um, this. So let me just get, read the features for you off of the website. So it's a rogue light with a strong storyline, seven playable characters, Local co-op, uh, you play two Bergesons together. That's the, that's the family, Bergesons, um, against the corruption, which you know you can play with another player and everything else. Now, the one issue, 
not issue, but the one drawback on this game that I'm like, man, I wish they would have missed opportunity again, is that I, I, I can play, like you and me could co-op in the same room, but you can't play over the internet. Now, it does say that online co-op will be added in the future. I hope they mean that. I really, because when you have an indie game from an indie developer, um, they're not all like this, and I, I won't even say the vast majority are like this. It's probably a minority that, you know, but every once in a while, they don't release it. They promise updates, they never come. Um kind of irks me but anyway um this is a really good game uh, it's got a great story it's emotional it's all about this family this is a hard game um i haven't really noticed any issues with frame rates at all and and i say that because they're based on your character that you're fighting and we'll go into that in a second uh, some characters when they're fighting they fight slower and other characters they fight super fast um haven't noticed any frame rate issues um take that mist <laughs> okay let's 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 get off mist um it is a it is a very much like a Diablo style of game. Uh, Children of Morta sets itself its story in a distant land, um, but then it deals with uh, real life family issues. Um, it, it, it's a hard game starting off, and so I would say um, the only real drawback I've seen in this game so far is that I, I I highly recommend this game to people. I've already told several friends you've got to buy this game. By the way, just to get it out of the way. Um, this game for me right now, um, it's it's a it's a borderline eight point five slash nine, which I know we don't do points. Um, um, I'll give it an. I'm giving. Here's the thing. I want everything in me wants to give this game a nine, but um, I, I need. I want to see that online multiplayer. I think I think that really holds this game back. This game is designed, like in my opinion, to be played with friends. Um, and unless you've just got friends in, in the house, I mean, it's just it needs it online. Um, but, but then again, I want to give it a 9. And so I've been going back and forth between like a high 8 and a low 9. And so, um, you know what? Forget it. It's a 9. I'm giving the game a 9. Um, I won't give it a 10. It's, it's not a masterpiece, masterpiece, but this game is absolutely amazing. I think if you like Diablo, you need to pick up this game. It's a great game. You can get it on Switch. Uh, I think it's uh, 21, yeah, it's twenty one ninety nine on Switch, Children of Morta. Uh, and what's cool about it is that, um, think about like if you're Diablo, uh, not you are Diablo, you're playing Diablo, uh, Diablo 3. You know, you have different classes in there. And you've got the barbarian who gets, you know, frenzied and bloodlust and all this kind of stuff. And he goes crazy. And then you've got your wizards that sit back. And then you've got, you know, crusaders. Everybody plays something, every class plays specifically, uniquely different. In this game, there's seven playable characters. And you start off with a dad who has a sword and a shield, and I'm like, I'm really liking this character. And then I'm playing, I'm playing the same level over and over, and I, I keep going there, and I keep, I keep going a different direction. This game is so good. The only real drawback on this game, that my only complaint, is that when I recommend this game to friends, I have to also say, hey, give it an hour or two, because the first hour or two, depending on your gameplay and how quick you are at picking things up, there's a grind to this game. You're playing the, the exact same level for at least the first hour or two, probably the first two hours, because you get so far and then you die. But the game rewards you well because you're getting experience points. Um, you never, I'm not going to go into the story. You know, if you don't actually ever die, um, the grandmother does something to this crystal, and you actually, at the moment of death, your soul, you know, comes back to the house and you resurrect, basically. So you gain XP, you gain, you gain, you know, the gold and everything so you're like collecting. The doctor. Doctor, don't, don't mix At up the moment here. of death. Yeah, regeneration. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but what's cool about this game is that as you 
play the same level over and over and you're grinding it out going, this is getting hard, you're also getting XP. You're leveling up. You're getting new abilities. And because it's a family, and this is a cool dynamic I haven't seen anywhere in any other game like this, because you're playing as a family, seven different characters across the family, there's also shared XP. And so you're getting XP for yourself, and then you're getting XP that you can put into not necessarily shared XP, but shared traits. So I can increase the overall armor rating for my family as a whole. I can increase the health for my family so as a whole like, while still increasing the, the attributes for my single character. So like in Mario plus Rabbids? Because in Mario plus Rabbids, you, your whole team upgrades um, every once in a while, but then you can go in and upgrade each individual person. I can't answer that because I don't remember. But that's if you're playing with them. And so, like, I don't have to be playing with the rest of the family, but I still have points to upgrade family traits. So there's individual player traits, and then there's family traits. And the characters do shine on their own. Um, I will say some uh, I didn't care for as much. Uh, I can't remember her name right now, but the daughter, she comes in, and she's, you know, Archer type of, type of character. And, um, I, I mean, as I leveled her, she got easier to play. And I don't know if it's, she got easier or it's more of I just understood her mechanics better. But the, when I first started the game, I'm the dad. And then the daughter comes in, I'm like, well, this is kind of cool. I'm up there fighting. And she's, you know, shooting arrows from a distance. Um, uh, the game, it, it's a roguelite. So the level changes. So you're not playing the exact same level. You are playing, the, you know, level one or world one or whatever you want to call but it. it. It changes. But it is, yeah, procedurally generated. Right. It changes all the time really like it um and then and then the story really gets to you there's a voiceover narrator who's got an awesome voice for narrating i, lo I love it when a game gets a narrator's voice right and they nailed it they got the right person um well just a little bit of the story and i'll, I'll only talk about this portion because we are running late on time here um but the there's there's this younger son who his uncle gives him daggers early on in the game gives him a set of daggers weapons and, but the mom doesn't want her son going out there. Her, you know, her, the, her husband's already out there, you know, you know, fighting back the corruption. Um, their older son, I won't say what's going on, but he's not in the picture right now. So she's, she's missing him. Uh, the daughter is going out to help with the father. And now her baby boy wants to go out and fight as well. And she's like, no. Well, then he, without giving too much away, he goes away, he goes missing, and then he comes back. Well, when he goes missing, you play as him. And all of a sudden, he different play style from the dad, and you're used to the sword and shield. Now you've got a character with two daggers and lower health, but as he's fighting, he gets frenzied, and he starts doing all of these abilities. And the first ability that I unlocked as I leveled him up, can't, uh, I, won't, I can't remember exactly what it's called right now, but he jumps up. And, and again, it's like 16-bit artwork. It's got a mixture. It's kind of like Octopath Traveler where it had like this 8-bit, or not 8-bit, the 16-bit art style, but then this HD graphics behind it's similar in the way to where it's got very simple 16-bit graphics, but then it has this very colorful art design that just, just mixes everything together. It's a beautiful game. Beautiful game. Well, I, I get this level with the kid. First time, I, I level him up, and I get this new ability, and he jumps up and just throws out daggers like a fans around him, like 360 degrees. I'm like, okay, now he's cool. <laughs> Up to that point, I'm like, okay, Frenzy's kind of cool. I, I like the sword and shield better and everything else. And then all of a sudden, he he just, you know, he jumps up, throws out these daggers, and I'm like, this game rocks. This game rocks. This game is amazing. And then since then, every time I've played this game, it just gets better and better and better. Loving this game. Absolutely love it. Um, great storyline. Uh, reviews, you'll, it seems like there's a lot of mixed reviews out there. You'll see sevens. You'll see eights. You'll see some nines. Um, 
I think it really goes on your own play style. I love this game. Um, um, I actually bought this game for you, and you haven't touched it yet. It sounds so hard. Let's let's play it together because we can't play multiplayer. Okay. Oh, and that's the other thing: you can't do multiplayer between two switches. Oh, that's why I, I knocked it to an eight. I remember now, because I want uh, this game for me is a nine, but then there's no online multiplayer yet, and you can't do local co-op. And I feel like as far as two switches together, yeah. I feel like that's a huge missed opportunity. Yeah, we talked about that in Minecraft. About our Minecraft, Minecraft. Right. yeah, I'm like, why not? It, the switch lends itself to that. Just do it. Just, just do it. Anyway, um, great game though. Uh, we're gonna link to it in the show notes. Definitely worth twenty one ninety nine. I mean, I think it's a gr- it's a still at that price. You can go check it out. Great game. Absolutely loved it. So, anyway, um, let's skip what we're watching this week for the sake of time, and let's go ahead and just jump into our our main uh, topic for 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 the the night. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm looking at my show notes. My show notes has last week's title on it, a splish blast chaos, and I'm like. Nope, that's not right. Yeah, we str- we're struggling still with coming up with a title for this so, episode. So here, here's the thing about tonight's uh, tonight's show is that um, Jade and I were talking about uh, this past week about just good family movies. And there's a lot of good family movies. And maybe it has to do with COVID that we're all stuck inside and watching stuff. And we're running out of stuff to watch. Um, but I had this thought, and I brought it up to Jade, and I said, you know, Karate Kid that came out back in, I can't believe it was 2010. That's 10 years ago. My gosh. Yeah. But Karate Kid, you know, that came out with Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. And um, when I first saw this movie, you know, we took the kids to go see it back in 2010. And, you know, I was like, ah, Jackie Chan. I like Jackie Chan. And I was actually taken back by how good this movie was. And so, you know, Melissa and I were talking, my wife and I were talking about this, about this movie. And I was just saying, this is a really good uh, uh, family movie. Not just that it's entertaining, but it's got a good story. It's got good morals. It has a good moral story to it. Um, it's very clean. I mean, the couple times where, you know, I can't, uh, what's, Jay, what's Jaden's character's name? Uh, Dre. Dre. The couple times where Dre, you know, swears, you know, uh, Anthony, uh, um, Anthony. <laughs> I was gonna say Anthony, uh, uh, Jackie Chan. I can't remember his name um, right now, but uh, he corrects him. He's like, "Don't say that word." I mean, I'm not gonna say the word, but he goes like, "You know, Jaden's over like, oh man," and says this word, and Jackie Chan's like, "Don't say that. Don't say that either. Don't say that either." And it's like, I appreciate that about the film that he goes in there and he corrects him, and he, you know what I'm saying? Right. He corrects him, and says, "Don't say that." And so I really like it. Okay, so I'm, we're not going to talk at all about how this movie is a remake of the original uh, Karate Kid. Um, I think this movie is so well done that it definitely stands on its own. Um, so we want to talk a little bit about this movie because we have three movies that we picked, and, and we're not going to go through the order right now. We're just, here's the first one, Karate Kid from 2010. It's rated PG. Common Sense Media gives it uh, age 9 and up. Um, I think, uh, me personally, I'm comfortable with my kids watching it younger age. Um because there's very, very, very little language in it. The only other thing in it that you might be worried about is that there's there's violence. There's kids beating up kids. Um, but again, well, I'm not. Oh, well, yeah, okay, right. Well, I just remember what you. Okay, right. Not kids beating up kids. I mean, there's there's matches of you know karate. Or, there's also or when whatever. they they chase him down and start beating right them in up. the alleyway. Right. And so what I like about this movie is that you see a kid who gets moved halfway across the world in a culture he's unfamiliar with. He's at an absolute loner. Um, and there's so many kids who can relate with the same idea of going to a new school. Maybe they just moved. They're going to a new school. Maybe they're going from, 
you know, like, you know, I don't know, kindergarten up to first grade or second grade. Maybe they're changing campuses, maybe junior high to high school, whatever, you know, whatever it might be, elementary school to it's intermediate just such school, a whatever it might be. Thing for it's so relatable. Pretty much everybody. Yeah, it's so relatable. Um, and it tells a good story because throughout the whole movie, um, you know, uh, what, what's the kid's name again? Dre? I just want to say Jaden. Dre? <laughs> yeah, Dre. Dre, you know, Dre sees uh, uh, Jackie Chan, whatever his name is. I, here, I'm it, it's bugging me. I don't Look like it I up. remember. Because um, I knew it just the other day. But anyway, he's watching him fight and everything else because he stands up for him and he's like, I, teach me that. I want to know that. And he's like, it's not for fighting. It's not about revenge. It's not about kicking butt. It's not about all these things. And, and as he learns it, he learns it more and more that it's about self-control. Um, I took Taekwondo as a kid. I took it for... Mr. Han. Mr. Han, that's right. I took taek- I took uh, Korean Taekwondo for three or four years when I was growing up, when I was... Uh, uh, 12. I was going to say preteen years, so I was around 11 or 12. Um, and uh, Master Shepard was my instructor. Master Shepard, you know, he was a seventh degree black belt. Wait, was he a master or a shepherd? Okay, your jokes tonight are just... <laughs> My jokes are great. What do you mean? <laughs> Your jokes are great. But no, I mean, if I saw him today, it would be Master Shepherd. Like, there's this respect that, you know. But here's the thing. He was a great guy. He wasn't one of these. Like, you, I, I think I think TV gives karate and taekwondo and all of these forms of martial arts, jiu-jitsu and everything else, a really bad rap because it's like you, you watch him on TV and all the kids are yelling, ah, and the masters are in there are like, ah, we're, we're breaking our, our heads against bricks. Ah, we're going to punch our, our, our fist through window and, ah, and all these different things. And, and maybe some of them are like that, but not the ones that I went to. And, and the instructors that I had were not about this at all. It was all about self-control. You were learning a martial art that you could very well defend yourself with. And yes, you have that ability, but it was more about training your body and about self-control, uh, physical control, mental control, emotional control. It was about self-control. Um, I absolutely loved um, my instructors and the different ones that I had in there. And Master Shepard, today, if I saw him, it would be, you know, I'd, Master Shepard, that's who he is. You know, there's slight little... You know, bow thing right there. Like, hey, how you doing? You know, how you doing? <laughs> right. Can you, can you train my kids? <laughs> anyway, back to the movie. Um, the movie does a great job of not glorifying fighting, but all about control. And it's not about beating this kid to a pulp, because later he does train to compete, but it's to, it is to beat, it's to beat to win a competition, not to beat this kid, you know, to a pulp. Uh, and then you see the other master on the other side that's like, break him, like, break this kid and just oh mm. i love that oh yeah. yeah great movie so the thing about this movie though is that we were talking about i was like this is a good movie it has good morals in it it's clean there's no language i mean there's a phrase there's very little language in it um it's it's a wholesome movie and, we're, and we started talking about like how many other movies are there right now that are good wholesome family movies that kids enjoy, that the adults could enjoy just as just as well. Um, it's just a good movie, and so we we spent some time trying to figure this out, and we we, we had a really hard time. Yeah, so that took us a minute. Karate Kid is one we want to throw out there. If you haven't watched Karate Kid with your kids, I encourage you watch Karate Kids with your with your Karate kids. Karate Kid twenty ten. Um, if you have any issues at all, and I will say this, just again, you know, throw it out there. If you have any issues with you know um, Eastern. 
um, you know, mythology or religion or things like that or arts or whatever else. Um, there is a little bit of that in this movie. They mention it. But yeah. it's so small, it's almost insignificant. It's, if at most, it's spotlighted for a total of maybe five minutes in the whole film. You know, or maybe 10 minutes tops in two different scenes. It's just, it's very, very minimal compared to other movies. You know, I don't know, I'm trying to right. think of like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Again, that's not a family film, but you know, it's, it's you know, it's all in there. Anyway, um, great movie. So then we're like, what, what's another good movie? And we started thinking of some fun movies that were great to watch as a family, but didn't have that same emotional pull and right. that same, just that wholesome goodness. And so that was the first one was Karate Kid. And so the second one that we just, that we thought about and we ended up watching it uh, that night, that same night, which was this this past week, uh, just a couple nights ago, we watched it with our whole family. So was Remember the Titans. Now, if you haven't seen this movie in a while, where have you been? One, where have you been? Um, remember, this everybody's is, seen this movie. This is so a, remember the Titans. Well, not everyone. This is an older movie. This is an older movie. It's, isn't it like two thousand? Uh, you can look it up. It's an older movie. It's rated PG. Common Sense Media gives it a rating of 10 plus. Um, now there is, there, I will say, let me just say all the stuff up front. There is more language in this film. Um, there are some racial slurs in this film. Um, not the ones that we would consider as swear words, but there are some racial slurs in this film. Okay. So let me, and I understand this is all based on personal um, opinion, preference, personal beliefs, um, what I'm about to say. And the way I raise my kids might be different than the way you raise your kids. And I understand that, you know, I'm responsible for my kids. You're responsible for your kids. And so I'm not trying to push my ideas on you whatsoever. And you may disagree, and that's completely fine. Um, this movie's rated PG. Common Sense Media gave it a rating of 10 and up. We let Caleb watch it with us, and, and Caleb's nine. We let Micah watch it with us. Micah's five. Now, there were some times that I knew things were coming up, and so we were just like, you know, Cover his ears, close your eyes. I don't want you to see this. So I, I don't recommend letting your little, little kids necessarily watch this. But if your kid is, I, I would say, eight and up, um, and the little bit of language is in there, you know where it's coming up, and you want to cover their ears or, if, if, or if, you know, whatever. Um, the bigger issue with this movie is the race issue. And in today's culture, you know, I'm a pastor and and – you know, there's a there's a different platform for different things, and I've de- I've talked about, and I will continue to talk about the race issue at that platform at church. We've tried to be very careful not to bring that up on this platform here because this is a, this is a family show about games and movies and everything else. However, if you haven't watched this movie with your kids, especially with teenagers, but if you haven't watched this movie with your younger kids, I think you're missing an opportunity. You're missing an opportunity for them to see how things were back then and how things are still today and some things. Um, Caleb had a lot of questions about this movie. Uh, Jaden, how old were you when you first saw this movie? You're, you're 14, about to be 15 uh, now. I was probably 12 or 13. 12 or 13. Because the first time I ever saw it was at school. Exactly. Which the, I had coach's class. Yeah, and I was like, mm. He's a football coach, though. So. so did they pause at all to talk about this, though, about the issues or anything? Um, no. Well, we paused, but that's because we couldn't watch it all in one class period. Okay, but they didn't talk about the issues, the race issues. Nope. Okay. And probably the main reason being is that, you know, when you were 12. That's what I remember. But here's the other thing, though. The climate wasn't like it is right now. There's definitely issues in our nation right now, and I'm not talking about the rioting at all. I mean, those are issues, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the issue of that we're not acknowledging that there is an issue about race and talking about it. Okay, so uh, let me just say that. 
with this movie, so much of this movie felt, I mean, felt like it was happening right now. So much of this movie was like, I thought I just saw this on TV. I just had this conversation with a, you know, another, you know, African-American pastor down the street who's a friend of mine. We, we just talked about this issue. And this movie, not only does it have a great story, not only does it appeal to kids and adults and it has a good story behind it, um, they tackle the issues of race. I remember... When tackle tackle okay yeah, i'll give you that, that one i'll give one. you that one they tackle the issues of race uh, of racial differences and you know the part that really got me was you know they're dealing you know you know this this, this african-american coach moves into a predominantly you know white town um and the town is is rejecting him based on the color of his skin well then they all go off to football camp right and after some pushing heavy heavy pushing from the coaches they come together Race is forgotten about. They come together and they form a team. And then when they come back home, they get off the bus. They're like, I guess we're not at camp anymore. And that just breaks my heart. And Caleb had a lot of questions about this movie. Um, what's going on? I mean, he was constantly like, I don't understand what's going on. Why are they fighting right now? Why are they arguing right now? And so I had an opportunity as a parent to either gloss over it and say, uh, it's because they just don't like each other or they're not getting along. Or it was an opportunity for me to educate my son. And so I took it for the latter to educate him and said, you know, back then in these days, this is what was going on. And this is what still goes on in some areas. Um, and, and here's the reason I, I felt I went for the reason uh, I went the course of education. Um, he needs to know about this stuff and he needs to be aware of these things. And he needs to be aware that he might have friends of different, you know, skin color and that they face these same issues, and that he needs to be, I've raised my kids to say, look, if you see something happening across the street, it is your business. Get involved. Go stand up for those that don't have a voice. Go stand up for those that are getting picked on. Um, bet one, you better not be a bully, but two, don't hang out with that crowd. I'd rather you hang out with the ones that, that they are being left out. You know? um, and so we got a lot of good of opportunities in this movie to talk to, to Caleb and say, um, you know, uh, uh, there are people who will hate other people just because of, of their color or just because of the race. Um, and so we had some really cool conversations about it. Um, great movie. So let's, let's shift off the race, the race thing here. Great movie. Great movie. And it shows not only how perseverance, you know, you can, you can win. Perseverance matters. How you can work hard. It, 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 it really talks about teamwork, which is why I'm guessing why your coach, you know, one of the reasons they, they showed it to you was well, the team the teamwork factor. One of our coaches showed us the movie in seventh grade, and then one of our coaches showed it to us in eighth grade, and they were both football coaches. Of course. <laughs> right. Um, and I think one of them was a history teacher, so that's, you know, it kind of tied into history, but okay, I think sure. it was just because he's a coach and he wanted to watch it. And the hidden agenda of let's let's brainwash every young uh, every boy we have here that you're going to be on the football team, right? I think that was part of it, but um, yeah, it, I really like the movie. Um, um, yeah, one thing I really like about it is how it's about a team mm -hmm. and the coaches, and like you said, when they're when they all go to camp and they come together and the coaches are pushing them. That the whole camp part. You of the related movie, to that so fast. That's one of my favorite, yeah, uh, parts of the movie because you know being at school every day in athletics and you know being on a basketball team and everything like that and just being in athletics every day, you get pushed by the coaches really hard. So, and you know we haven't been in school in forever, and so I haven't been pushed by the coaches in forever, 
But seeing the- hey 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 mid movie, mommy, you were saying this. And mommy said, "Hey, do you want me to start screaming at you?" She's like, "No, get out there and clean that pool." <laughs> no, it's different. Get those leaves because when the coaches scream, it's like an you can do better than scream, that, you know. <laughs> so it was just really cool because you know um, that's how like it is in right. athletics and stuff. So I kind of missed that. So I was, it, you know, it made me happy seeing that. And it was cool. And like the whole team, you know, because there's that, there's, you know, there's that like dynamic. I remember the first time that a coach yelled at, at, at your team and yelled at Caleb's team on soccer. And she was like, my baby. Yeah, nobody's good. When it comes from a coach, though, it's, 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 I guess it's kind of a good yell. It depends on the coach. Like sometimes a, like a motivation. Sometimes it's yeah. just, it's just scary. This movie does a great job of, of showing you that if you will push yourself, um, what past what you believe are your own limitations, uh, you can succeed. And that's the thing. Coaches see talent in the players beyond what they're able to see for themselves. And so they push you to reach for those talents. Same thing in parenting. We push you all past what you feel like you can do because we know you can do it. Um, and this, I mean, it talks about that. It talks about the, the power of coming together. And again, um, on, the, on the whole race issue, when we look at the fact that there are differences there, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm of the belief that, don't look at the differences and say the differences aren't there and just come together. No, celebrate the differences. Because of the differences, we are stronger together. And this movie really shows that. It really, yeah. They celebrated the different cultures. You know, you, one of the things you liked about this movie is how much soul is in this movie. You know, every time they you know, jump in there and start Break, singing and everything, yeah. they start breaking it down. Right, they, they had a great soundtrack in the great movie. Great soundtrack on this movie. Um, just a great movie. And so, again, I know pa- parenting is one of those touchy subjects um, you're going to raise your kids how you feel like you need to raise them, um, and you need to. You're, you alone are responsible for raising your kids. It's not the school system. It's not your local church. It's nothing else. You're the ones responsible for raising your kids. Um, we took this as an opportunity for our family to to watch because it's a good movie, but then also be very aware of, wow, we're, we're living in some of these days right now. Let's talk about them. How are we going to be different? And so it was just it was really good. It was really good. And this is also one of those movies that really just pulls on your emotions. Oh, my gosh. Because I haven't seen this movie since. There's so since, many moments you're like. <laughs> I know, because I haven't seen this movie since um, we were at school. Mm-hmm. And it was like a while ago when yeah. we were at school. So it's been a minute since I've seen it. And um, so one of the big things for me was, again, at camp, when the team's coming together and you see the bond that they form. And even when they get off the bus and they come back to town, some of them go their separate ways, but the core still stays. Right. And, you know, they have that bond. And that's just so cool because there's not much, many bonds like the bond that you build when you're on a team like that. Right. And so, and they, they did it, they acted it like, like it is in real life. It was just really well done. So that was really cool for me to watch. I liked how the core even challenged themselves, though. Right. Like, hey, man, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Don't be doing that. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, you can do more. I, I really liked how they challenged each other. It, it, yeah, that the whole just team dynamic thing yeah. was really cool. It's and one then, of the best team mm-hmm. building sport movies out there. Right. Yeah. And then it's just funny. Yeah. This some of the jokes that they put in there and stuff. I thought was it's, funny. It's at funny. Least. It's funny. Um. And then the last thing that I want to mention is about the whole emotion pulling the strings and stuff. Is towards the end. When I don't want to spoil anything if any of y'all haven't seen it, but everyone I know has seen the movie. So at the end, when uh, the car oh. incident, it, mm. if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. When that takes place, the scenes leading up to it, I was like, oh my gosh, I know what's about to come. And I was like flipping out because, 
man, that part's tough. And I was like, dang, because it's been a minute since I've seen the movie. And so I was, I was just remembering what's coming up, and I was like, dang. And then, so this yeah. is just all around just a really great movie. So if y'all haven't seen it, I think you should, you know, at least definitely check go it check out. Check it out. Uh, if you're concerned at all about your kids, hey, maybe watch it together as a couple first, um, or mom, dad, watch it, and uh, just. I just want to say, if your hesitation is the race issue because of what's going on right now, don't shy away. I would encourage you, press forward. Go into it. Use it as a learning opportunity and, uh, you know, help lead your family in that. So, um, so one more movie on here. So uh, we were looking at movies, again, that appealed to adults and kids that had good stories, but also not just a good story, but had a story that pulled on your heart. Um, and we were trying to find movies that were live action, not animated, okay? Um, and again, these, these are just our opinions on these movies. And I know some of you will be like, Karate Kid, remember the Titans? You can't put those in the same category. Remember, Titans is way up here and Karate Kid's over here. I agree, but Karate Kid is still a great movie. I mean, just family good. It's, a, it's one of the rarities out there. That's a good, clean family movie. And so we did pick one anime because, or one animated film because... There's so many good ones out there. there and so really by default, we felt we, we went to Pixar. Automatically. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't help it. I mean, Pixar is just Pixar absolutely is just amazing. So then we looked at what are we picking? Because there's even though Pixar is magic for most of their films, I mean, there is the good dinosaur, which felt like the bad dinosaur after watching the movie. Or Cars 2. Cars 2. What were they thinking? <laughs> Okay, not going there. Anyways, yeah, we're talking about the a good lot ones. of great, a lot of great uh, uh, films uh, from Pixar. But what were the ones as a family that just tugs on those heartstrings? And so I'm going to get the honorable mentions out of the way. Yeah, this was really hard for us to decide. This on, was really there's hard. There's so many Pixar's that are great. Really hard. Um, most recent one is Onward. Love Onward. Love it. Um, I love the the, uh, oh, the family dynamics in yeah. it. Um, don't want to spoil the movie, but there's a checklist that the younger son never got to complete with his dad because his dad died before he was born and all of these things and just, you know, play catch, share a heart to heart, things like this. And but through the journey to find his dad, because it's like a magical movie, um, he f discovers he's able to actually do all of these things and I'll leave it at that, but great movie. Um, couple things in there. Um, that I wish weren't. Um, I hate the fact that there are certain agendas being pushed now, even at kids' movies, and so I won't go there. Um, but it is it is a great movie. Um, another one, one of my, if 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 it's not my favorite, uh, movie up, movie up, movie up. I was gonna say if it's not my favorite, it's up there. But I I think it really it's up there. <laughs> catch that, one. that was good too. Um, really, it, it might be my favorite. I I don't know. I can't think of another Pixar film that. Every time I watch it, there's like multiple moments of like, <gasps> gotta hold back the tears. And it's just so heartwarming. And just, I mean, Russell's innocence in that movie, I mean, because he's just, he's so, he's so innocent. He doesn't get the fact that the <laughs> old man would have liked him. He walks around the neighborhood looking for a snipe. Here's snipe. He's so, Here, <laughs> and it's not just that he's gullible. It's more than that. He's so innocent. <laughs> why wouldn't, I mean, why would somebody, you know, lie to him? Why, why would somebody be mean to him? Uh, towards the end of the movie when he finds out that the old guy does something and he it, Charles it, Mutz. It, it, it takes him back and he's like he's caught off guard he, he doesn't understand it 
um, breaks your heart. Doug is amazing in it. You know, the dog. Yep. Doug's amazing. And the whole scene, he's talking, you know, I can't remember what his, that line is, the dialogue, but I'm Doug. I am your best friend. Squirrel. And he just immediately goes off. I still do that to this day. Like, if I get, if I oh, get yeah. distracted Oh, yeah, our, fam- our whole family does that. We'll be in the car, we'll be like, squirrel, because cause Doug. Because Doug. Because Doug. The movie is so good. And so, anyway, so there's, so, so the honorable mentions would be Onward, Up, which I still think Up should be, you know, higher. But anyway, um, and there was one more as an honorable mention. It's not coming to me right now. Um, I can't think of what it is. But anyway, uh, but our the one that we decided on was Inside Out. And the reason we decided on Inside Out, so Inside Out for me is a phenomenal film. It's rated PG. Uh, Common Sense Media gives it a six and up. Uh, I'm fine with all my kids watching it, no matter how old they are. Um, Inside Out, when we, first time I watched it, I remember walking out of the theater thinking, I, I've never seen a movie better nail the different emotions so well. Um, and, and what goes on in your mind and what goes on and how you feel, even when you can't explain it, they just, they, they, they nailed it so perfectly. Um, I do think up is a better movie than inside out, but I think after you and I were talking inside out is the reason. Yeah. The reason we picked inside out over up is because for this episode, we really wanted to focus on family movies and we just thought that inside out focused more on family issues family, family dynamics dynamic, it was generally more, more relatable did. yeah it was generally more relatable to, to, to different ages and everything else so we're not saying that inside out is better than up i mean they're both amazing i'm saying up is a better movie even though i love inside i out. can't really decide I love inside they're both out. so up good is just but we're we we picked inside out because we just think it focuses more on the whole family thing which is what we're aiming for for this episode so inside out um you know just like we did the other movies a very brief summary of inside out inside out gives you uh, a glimpse again of a child moving to a new city um the stress and strain that really does exist on a family when they have to move not just the kid i mean you see it on the mom you see it on the dad you see the strain between the relationships between mom and dad. You see it in the strain of relationships between, you know, the daughter and, and her parents. Um, very real things. And then they, Pixar does what Pixar does best, and they make everything very lighthearted. And you see, um, you know, as, as she's going off and experiencing school and being embarrassed or having fun or past memories, and you have these characters. You have you have the character Joy, who plays Joy, you know, and, and everything anger. else. Anger, who plays anger. Fear, fear who plays fear. You know, it's just, it's great. And sadness. And awesome. Sadness, yeah. And you have these different characters, and they nail it so right on. Um, and right as you're, like, smiling and enjoying it and everything else, something hits your gut, and you're like. It's like, dang, did they really oh just Oh, my gosh, they just went there. And But, but it's real. It, it's real, it's yeah. It's real. And your kids, no matter what age they are, there's something there that they can latch onto. Um, and it's a great, I, I think it's a great movie to look at. And I, I think I've even used it in reference without you thinking ha- about it. Of like, this is how it feels. <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, you have. Even like when you're preaching, mm-hmm. you've mentioned the movie before in different <laughs> scenes. I've noted. I, it's been a minute, I, I, I but believe you, you it. have before. I mean, it's an older movie, so I, mean, yeah. I, I was actually surprised by how old the movie was. I'm sure I, I have. Yeah. I'm sure I have. Um, but just a great film. I don't know. Here's the thing. There's so much, there, 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 there are so many movies. There, there are so many TV shows. There's so much just junk filler. For example, Caleb loves the show Lab Rats. Right. Okay. Fine show. 
I have issues with certain things about the about the show and different things they do with respect of adults and things like that. Okay, but it's minor. Um, but it's just filler. It's it's junk food. You know what I'm saying? It's just junk food. Right. It's entertaining to watch, but it's junk food. Um, these movies. This is like steak and potatoes. Right. It, there's just there's good wholesome things to watch here. Yeah, okay. Can I talk about it a little bit? Please. Okay, cuz I really like this movie. Um so we mentioned you you mentioned how um they make it really lighthearted, but then they'll hit you with something and you're like, right. "Whoa." Right. Um so the first part of the movie, you know, they're moving and as soon as the moving sign goes up, it goes inside the girl's head and all the emotions are like, "Wait. What? They're like, "What does that even right. mean?" They're just shocked. And so then they're in the car, you know, she's excited, she's, you know, all all these things. But then when we, when she gets there, you know, it, it's just like actually moving. Like when, when we were watching the movie, I was like, hey, that's how I felt when we moved. We've moved um, twice. Mm-hmm. You've, lived in, you've lived in three different houses. Mm-hmm. So when she was moving, I was like, wait a minute. That's, that's how I felt. You know, it's excited when you're doing it. But then you get there, you're disappointed, but you're happy. Right. It's all these different things. And so... And then when you're first starting out, when you first get in the new house, you know, the first little while, it's really stressful and just boxes everywhere, the whole thing. You know, the whole family dynamic is stirred up in the air. You know, everything's messed up. And it, it did an amazing job of showing that. Like, it, there was a scene that I remember where she was going to bed, and she's on a sleeping bag because they don't have furniture yet. So she's just on the floor in a sleeping oh, bag. Yeah. And she says, Mom, Dad, can kiss me goodnight. And they're on the phone dealing with because some of their furniture got lost, dealing with all this stuff. Which, New work, all that kind of which stuff. Which is just all reality because yeah. when, you know, you're in the middle of all that, it's really hard to keep up with the whole family thing. And they just did a really good job of yeah. doing that. And Now you're hurting my heart because I remember all the times where we've moved <laughs> and I'm like, I've been busy and I'm like, oh, my babies. Well, it's okay because now we're in the house and we're settled, so okay. it's fine. We're settled. And um, there's one scene where I, that I remember. Um, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but I mean, you might as well talk a little bit about it. It's been out for a few years. It's been out for five. It came out in 2015. It's been out for five years. Yeah. So there's a one scene where she, um, you know, cause, and it constantly goes back and forth between inside and outside her mm-hmm. head and what the emotions are thinking, what they're doing. And so there's one part where, um, anger just completely takes over. And so she gets this crazy idea to go take her mom's credit card and just dip. She's like, I'm out, you know, I'm tired of this. Um, I let, you know, we left all my friends, everything I've ever known, you know, a big thing, a big part of the movie is, um, ice hockey. Her and her family played ice hockey. That was their thing. And then they moved to San Francisco and they couldn't play ice hockey. So that's, you know, that she left all her friends, she left her house, everything. So she's emotional. Her, her parents aren't always there because they're trying to deal with everything with the moving so she runs away, and she's just crying, and she's trying to get on the bus and run away. And towards the end of the movie, what I thought was really cool about this movie is the whole throughout the whole movie, the emotion Joy is constantly telling Sadness, hey, we don't want you, you know, she's not being mean to her, but she's saying, hey, I want this girl to be happy, so let me take over. <coughs> Joy's telling Sadness, don't, don't, don't take don't her over. Don't interfere, let me do this. Yeah, I want her to be happy. But... At the end of the movie, it really, they come together, and sadness well, shows. They really show the fact that sadness is a part of life, right. and not something to be to, high to shut from, out or to shut out, yeah, to shut out, but that every memory 
you know, there was joy, and then there, some of the be- best memories, not every, but some of the best memories have a mixture of both joy and sadness. Because she could, when she was sad, she could only remember falling down, scraping her knee. She could only mm-hmm. remember losing the game. But then when they were mixed with joy and sadness, she remembered that, yeah, even though she may have fallen down and hurt her knee, her parents were there to pick her back up. And, and even then joy they, comes in. Yes, and it's just And they incredible. did a great job oh gosh, of showing so that. Good. And then... Yeah, so th- this movie was just really good, and it's making me want to watch it again. I know, me too. I was just sitting here thinking this. Um, so they just did a really great job because you know it goes inside her head, and um, sadness comes in, and she takes over. But the scene in the movie where sadness takes over towards the end, the girl is sitting down with her parents, and they're hugging, and but sadness is there. So then the, the emotion joy is like what. Like I'm, I'm confused. Like yeah. I don't understand anything anymore. So it, it just does a really great job of facing reality, yeah. you know. And well, and it's, it does a great job of of showing kids and and adults for that matter how to um, recognize, understand your. And I know we're talking about a a, a, a Pixar film. Pixar's just so good. But it does Pixar a great job of watching a film and saying this: these are the real emotions. Here's how you can recognize these emotions, and instead of trying to shut them down, live life through them and experience them and the fullness of life that there is. Um, just a great film. It's really, really good. And then they have all the the funny puns in there and stuff, because um, you know, joy and the two emotions, joy and sadness, get lost. Um, in I forgot what they call it, but they get lost in all her memories, and so then they're taking trains to get places. And one of my favorite jokes in the movie <laughs> was um, they're on a train and they're trying to get to another train station. And she says, oh, I lost my train of thought because people say, you know, I lost my train of thought. But <laughs> the train that they're trying to get to is called right, train of thought. Right. That's just one of my favorite jokes in the movie. But they just have little stuff like that throughout the movie. Well, those are our three picks. Karate Kid from 2010. Remember the Titans and Inside Out. And so I'll put links in the show notes for each one of these where you can go check them out yourself on Common Sense Media. Read a little bit more about them if you're concerned, or maybe you're interested in watching with your family, um, something you want to check out. So uh, we have a little bit of time here, and so I do want to get to Indie Corner because we kind of skipped it uh, last week. We did Humble Bundle instead. So without further ado, let's hit up Indie Corner. All right, so we've got three games for y'all today that we want to talk about, and we're going to go through these quickly, Jay, so rapid fire on these. So the first one is Aragami Shadow Edition. Uh, for the Nintendo Switch, you can get on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam. But we are talking specifically about the Switch version tonight. Uh, this is rated M for Mature because uh, there's, there's there's killing in it. And blood. And blood. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do let my uh, eight, or he's nine, nine now, but before when he played it, he, he was, was eight. eight. I, do, I did let my eight-year-old play an M-rated game. Uh, I think about it. Huh. There's it's, no, it's there's, no la- there, though, there's no you know? language. There's no sexuality in it. It's just there's there's uh, there's this Japanese art style and, and there's killing and there's blood. Um, it's a great game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's normally twenty nine ninety nine. You get it on the eShop right now for the Nintendo eShop for fourteen ninety nine. So half off. Um, I think this game totally is worth it at thirty bucks. Um, pick it up right now if you want to on sale for fifteen. Um, there, there's, it is, again, it's an indie game. There are some issues with it, with frame rates. There are some issues with, you know, just some, some bugs. Um, I love this game. Love this game. And so, uh, for me, this is a solid 8 out of 10. Like, I think this is a great game. Jay, how would you rate this I game? I think I'd give it a 7. And the only reason, I would give it an 8, but the only reason I'm giving it a 7 is because 
certain levels you have to be really patient on, and I just get bored. I, I get tired of it. I so, get frustrated. Right. I, I like I love this game so much that I went through and did it. Uh, you you can get different uh, ratings based on where you ever noticed, where you hurt, where you ever heard. Did you take a life? Because you, you beat this whole game without ever taking a life. Mm-hmm. Well, except for play, beating the bosses, you do have to you know oh, yeah. beat them. But um, I did it like one way of being stealth the whole time. I did another way of just like running through and killing, going people. through, just knocking people left and right. The abilities you get. Such a great game. The shadow mode of this game is just mm-hmm. fantastic. So, again, you can pick it up on all of your consoles out there, including Steam. That's Aragami Shadow Edition. There will be a link in the show notes. The second one, and we've talked about this one on the show before, so I won't spend much time on it, uh, but it's Death Squared. You can get on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Steam, iOS, and Android. It's on everything but Stadia. Sorry, Stadia. Um, this game is normally fourteen ninety nine, and right now you can get it for a dollar ninety nine, two dollars on on the eShop. Uh, it's a multiplayer game. It's a four player multiplayer game. Um, this game is so amazing. Um, it's it's a nine for me. I think before I rated it as an eight, but since then they've went and they patched. Uh, they didn't patch a bug. They added an additional camera feature where you can look three sixty. Which when my wife and I were going through playing this game, it was one of the first games we actually played together and all the way through. Um, poured hours into it we were the only frustration was man i, I need to move the camera I can't, I can't see those blocks and it's 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 a problem solving game great game awesome game and again you pick it up for two dollars uh it's totally worth 15 but if you can get it for two bucks you might as well uh the last game and jay i don't think you've played this one Mm-mm. But it's Crypt of the Necrodancer. Um, and again, you can get this one on Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Steam, and iOS. I couldn't find it on Android, so I think it's just iOS. Uh, specifically, though, I'm talking about the Nintendo Switch edition because uh, it's normally 20 bucks, and you can get it on sale right now for $4. Um, wow. Really good game. Yeah, yeah. Really good game. I don't know how to explain this game other than, let me, let me just say, it, it's like a rhythm I don't know. Let me see. Let me read it from the, the the website itself. Can you survive this deadly dungeon of dance and slay the necrodancer and recapture your still beating heart? Players must move on the beat to navigate randomly generated dungeons while battling dancing skeletons, zombies, dragons, and more while grooving to the game's award-winning soundtrack. Okay, here's the thing about this game. It's uh, think about like a. Um, a top-down like Zelda, like old-school Zelda, like uh, uh, think uh, linked a link to the past. One of my favorite Zeldas of all time. As you're playing this game, there's a soundtrack going. So things like a rhythm, like just boom, 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 boom. And as you're as you're as you're as you're hearing the music, you move to the beat of the music. And every time there's a beat, that's when you move. Yeah, like your little dancer doing there. Every time you hear a beat, that's when you move, but the enemy also moves as you move, and they move on the beats. It's a little tricky at first to get it, but once you get it, you're moving on the beats, and you're attacking on the beats, and you're beating the levels on the beats, and I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm about to jump into something right there. I know. Um, it's a really good game. It's a great game. Um, you need to check it out. If you haven't played it yet, go play it. Uh, like I said, it's normally it's twenty dollars on the Switch. Right now, it's only three ninety nine on the eShop. Totally check it out. Definitely worth your time. Definitely worth your coin. Great game. So, um, but that's gonna do it. We're gonna skip tabletop gaming this show. week. 
we talked about Moncala last week. If you if you haven't heard last week's episode, go check it out. We talked about Moncala, great tabletop game. Go check we it out. Had a guest. We had a guest on the show as well. But that's going to wrap it up. So remember that you can find everything that we talked about in tonight's show in the show notes. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at dadsgc as well as facebook.com slash dadsgamingcorner. And be sure to drop us a line at heydad at dadsgamingcorner.com and send us your thoughts, questions, and your own story. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or iHeartRadio, please do subscribe. Leave us a good review. It always helps. And if you'd like to support the show financially, you can do so via Patreon at patreon.com slash dadsgamingcorner. I feel like that's a mouthful that I I have to just run through as quickly as I can. It's like a marathon race. It really is. Um, we talked last week about how we're going to do a uh, a contest, and we're going to give away like a either a gift shop, uh, mm-hmm. an eShop gift card for the Switch or a game. We are definitely going to do it. Now I'm just trying to figure out the right rules. I'm looking at a website to kind of help us out with that. And so that's coming up in the next week or two. Hopefully I'll have it by next week. If not, definitely the week after that. So be sure to check out, again, like I said, those were our, our Indie Corner picks of Aragami Shadow Edition, Death Squared, Crypt of the Necrodancer, Nintendo Switch Edition, and also... Check out Chick, uh, Children of Morta. Great, fantastic game. Can't say enough about this game. Go check it out. You're going to be so glad that you did. Um, sorry about Mist. Mist is just what it was. It missed the shot. Mist missed it. So, anywho. Jay, anything you want to say to all of our listeners um, before no, we end the show? Y'all check out those movies if you haven't, because those three are movies that move, oh. which I think is the title of this episode. Movies that move. Movies that move. Movies that move. I, uh, again, those movies, uh, in case you don't go to the show notes, were Karate Kid from 2010, the remake with uh, Jaden Smith and uh, Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. Remember the Titans and then Inside Out. So, Jay, anything you want to say in closing? No. All right, guys. Y'all take care. <laughs> stay safe. Be playing. <laughs> Play those games. <laughs> I don't know why we lost it right there. Let's just end the show. On that note, sounds good. There we go. All Boom. Right. There we go. See y'all.